Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Good morning, Pierre. How are you doing? Morning. All good. All good. Excellent. I'm very good. Thank you. Having an excellent week. Thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Secrets of Success. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. I know you were quite excited to get involved, weren't you? You said it's a big (laughs) moment being asked. (laughs) Moment to shine. Moment to shine. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, look, thank you very much. Um, For those who don't know you, could you just give us a quick overview of your role in the business and the market that you operate in? Yeah, so I'm an um, associate consultant at Eames Consultant uh, Group, and uh, I work in the change uh, transformation slash tech um, contracts department. Uh, essentially, that that means I work, uh, you know, with change and transformation roles, uh, and also on the tech side, I also work some tech roles, contracts, and perm. Fab, lovely stuff. And you're predominantly recruiting into the insurance market, aren't you? Yeah, so general insurance, London market insurance, um, pretty much all insurance. Good stuff. Lovely. Um, so as you mentioned, you're an associate consultant. So um, different people, different businesses call entry level roles different things. We, So you are a, in an entry level role at Eames. You've been with us, what, now for about seven months, have you? I think it's just about my sixth month I think I'm going into. Six so, months. Okay, yeah. fantastic. And you've recently this week passed your probation, which was early, which was fantastic. Yeah. So congratulations. And that's part of the reason we want to talk to you today is to get some of your top tips for how you've kind of been so successful in your first recruitment role so quickly. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you initially is why you decided to get into recruitment and when you were going through that process of deciding if recruitment was going to be the, the right career for you, what reservations that you had along the way? Yeah, it's actually a really good question, to be fair, because um, I heard about recruitment and I think uh, there's always a stigma about it and it kind of pushed me away for a long time. Um, I was, I've been in sales for the last couple of years um, after I left school and i i enjoyed the sort of fast-paced work environment you know sales kpi objectives um being able to you know make close a deal you know start a new process and i love the everyday being slightly different um sort of environment and i always had recruitment there in the back of my head however i didn't have a full understanding of exactly what it is Mm -hmm. um so once i think my first sort of full proper taste of recruitment is when I actually got headhunted from um, a couple of different agencies yeah. uh, and um, obviously there was a period of time where it really ramped up and it were, everybody was headhunted for recruitment and mm. uh, yeah and I went for a couple of interviews and for different places and I when obviously they were explaining the role in a bit more detail I, I just it kind of just made sense and everything yeah. sort of clicked and I realized that with my sort of sales background and also prior to that when I was in school I did a lot of acting and stuff like that Mm. um, and I was able to you know bring out my sort of personality a lot it kind of uh, fitted into that and then on top of that had a nice career path so for me it kind of just made sense and everything seemed to click into place and I felt um, obviously when I came to Eames it it seemed like the culture where I could see like I could really grow so that's 
that was sort of my start. Lovely. And has there been anything since joining in the last six months? Because um, I know you, you know, you did your research, you got a good understanding of the role, etc. But has there any been anything that's been a surprise to you or anything you weren't expecting since you joined? Um, I, I'd be honest, the, thing, the only thing that I think really, uh, you know, surprised me in a good way um, is uh, the level of uh, community and family um, here at Eames and oh. the willingness to, you know, go out their way to help um, from every level. Um, nice, I, that's I, really I, good to hear, because I suppose yeah. in a, so you might expect in a sales environment, everybody's very competitive, the kind of, yeah. I've worked in those recruitment environments, kind of everyone's out for themselves, and it feels a little bit, you know, you're, you're out there on your own a little bit, but it's good to exactly. see that you've kind of picked up on that family kind of collaborative vibe in the business. I'm really pleased to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's to be honest, the more the more shock was the fact that you know um, people in similar departments or different, completely different departments can help in in different ways, um, and you never really know that until you need the help. And it's just really nice when you can literally turn anywhere, and they are able to you know lend that hand when Fantastic. needs to be. So yeah. And it's interesting you say about um, where people can help, because one of the things that I've noticed about you, if someone was to say to me, why do I think Pierre's been really successful in the first six months? You've never been shy of going out of your way to proactively ask for help, have you? Yeah. You know, um, obviously I've done all your training, but outside of that, you've come to my desk a few times, say, can you look over this for me? What do you think I should say to this person? Obviously yeah. you go to your manager, Jamie. You what's the importance explain to people listening why it's so important to proactively go and seek people out and ask for help like that to be honest I think it just comes down to experience and knowledge I think it's it can never be overrated um I think when someone's been in your shoes and it knows exactly um you know what you're going through and has done everything um and has learned and has that reflective now to go over and realize okay I could have done that slightly bit better I always think that at the back of my head so when I'm asking a question I know that it's going to come from a place where they might have done it that way or not that way but that's the best way they know how to do it so mm. um that's why you know everybody in different departments do different things and that's why I know whenever I'm doing something else that's you know completely different I can go to different department and ask them that question yeah. that's going to be um you know their specialty that's what they're going to you know know best and so yeah. I think why would I not you know use that like people as you know sort of and use them as um you know pieces of knowledge to mm. get sponge from um yeah, absolutely it's not overrated enough to be fair fantastic uh, yeah, yeah absolutely really really good point so there's there's a few different things isn't there when you're joining a business joining any recruitment company there's lots to learn but obviously at Eames we are you know mentioned there your vertical specialism that you work in you work within insurance change and transformation and some tech roles contracts um, mainly and, and a bit of perm so there's lots of learning to do there if we look at initially kind of learning your specialist vertical market so insure change and transformation into insurance yeah, yeah. um big market, quite complex, lots to get your head around. What are your kind of top tips for how people starting out in recruitment can go about learning that specialist, that their specialist vertical? I, I honestly say just um, give it time. Um, I, I feel like I was definitely one of those people who expected myself to pick up everything in the first couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And it's just not going to happen that way. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, all, obviously be a sponge as much as you possibly can, but also allow yourself to know that things take time. Mm. Um, 
I think it's about, you know, allowing yourself to start, you know, from the very, very basics. And I think that's how I started here. I just started learning what insurance actually was and then understand, um, you know, the level of uh, seniority all the way down to maybe the lower junior level, entry level of the type of roles that I'll be working and understand the structure of how business would run in change mm. transformation. And I think that kind of put things in perspective from outside. Yeah. Point of view. And then once I started working these roles, I kind of understood, OK, they would play this part to the business. And so understanding that and then understanding a little bit more in terms of what the type of role they would do um, in a sort of a little bit more niche perspective, you kind of break things down slowly and slowly. And I think yeah. only until you stop properly working these roles, you'll understand uh, what they do. And I think that comes with time because every every week you get a different role, every month you're going to get a different role yeah. and then you'll learn a bit more and a bit more. So Fantastic. yeah. Absolutely. That, I think that's some great advice, you know, that we can feel like we want to know everything straight away. And if we don't and it doesn't click within the first couple of weeks, I've seen ACs get quite disheartened, demotivated, worried, but absolutely great advice that it definitely it does take time. In yeah. terms of that information that you're gathering, like you mentioned there about learning about the structure of um, change and transformation within a business, the impact on the business, the roles and things. It's, I'm right in understanding that it's the candidates that you go out and talk to that you gather that information from and lots of asking them questions. Absolutely. I think um, I think the best advice I was given when I first joined was, you know, get on the phone and just let them talk. And I yeah. and I think open, asking open questions and luckily for, for me and my, in, in the market I work in, a uh, majority of people love to talk about their job. So it, it's That's handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really easy just to, you know, drop, just drop one little thing in there and then they just let them run. And, um, you know, just just listening to what they say and just take notes um and then you know taking that bit of information onto the next person just building that knowledge up um mm. you know is 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 so it's so good um, Excellent. Great advice. Absolutely. I think taking notes and taking a genuine interest in what people are saying and asking those big open questions. I think for, for people starting out in recruitment that are listening to this and, and maybe, you know, even more experienced people, I think that's some, you know, some great advice. Um, cool. So on to more of the training side of things, because training has been a big part of your world in the last six months. We've worked together a lot, you and I, probably sick of me now. Um, <laughs> so, so talk to me about, um, obviously, for people that don't know we bring people into an ace what we call the ac program in, in ac pods so that's associate consultant pods where we hire you in in kind of small groups of acs that all start at the same time and then for the first sort of two to three months it's very focused on the candidate side of things and then the next two to three months very focused on client work and, and business development so that's kind of a very for anyone that isn't sure that's the context of, of kind of what we're going to talk about next it, it is very structured um, at EAMS, so we have very clear kind of pod schedule that goes fortnightly and is reviewed um, and is a mix of in-room theory learning and uh, and then role plays, which we've had a lot of fun with as well. Um, and then obviously on the desk and, and putting it all into practice. What do you think is the benefit of working in an environment when you first move into recruitment that does have a very structured training programme? I think it's um, it's good because it's the thing is I only think you actually understand and appreciate it until you get sort of towards the end because it mm -hmm. starts to make a bit more sense. Um, I think you know initially you get an overload of all this information and it can feel quite overwhelming sometimes. Um, yeah. And I think you just got to trust the process um, because you start to find that 
you know, when you get to the next training session or when you get on the phone, you start practicing a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because when we <laughs> have a training session and you start having like these alarm bells going off in your head, like, oh, that's why she said that. And and then you go into the next session like, oh, it, that's happened. And you can discuss it a little bit um, and then you work on the next thing and it just starts to build like and build, build in terms of knowledge. Um, and understand of why you're doing these things. And like I said, you only sort of now we come to the end of the sort of the client side of the BD pod. Mm. I'm actually, you know, getting a, a really, really good understanding of exactly why we learned the things when we did them, because now putting it into practice, it's sort of to fall into place. So I think, wow. you know, having that structure, obviously at the start, you have no idea because you're just going into it sort of blindly. But as you get to the end of it, it all starts to fall into place. And you, you just have to trust into, you know, the, the people who are training you and, and to make sure they know, yeah. they, they know what they're doing because they do so at the end of the day. Yeah. It's so. good to hear. It's good yeah. to hear that we know what we're doing. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it's very reassuring. Yeah. Um, excellent stuff. So what would your, if we think about actually going into a training session and, and going into, you know, into a room where you're with your peers and, and we're doing one of those um, training sessions on a particular topic, what would your advice be? Because obviously lots of other businesses do similar, do it similarly to the way we do. What would your advice be to ACs to make the most out of those training opportunities and those sessions? Um, a couple of things, to be fair. Um, one, like always get involved. I think, you know, I'm always a person to be, you know, putting my hand up, asking questions, getting involved in scenario based questions and think, trying to think out the box as much as possible. Um, like I said, Danny knows this, but I always find that when I do this, uh, it helps my memory and it helps me mm -hmm. um, remember some of the things because I've got involved with it. So, it, you know, it feels like it's a little bit more like I've done it before. Um, yeah. You know, taking notes is is never you know overstated enough because you know you're not going to remember everything um, in a that you do in a session. And however you take notes, you know if it's in shorthand or if you have to write out everything literally word for word, do that because yeah. when it comes to you know reflecting on that, it's going to be so key. Um, yeah because you're not able to, you know, go over everything again, um, even though you can recap. But yeah, no, taking notes 100%. Um, and also just speaking speaking with your with your colleagues. I think it's it's good when you have a pod because you can interact with them. You can talk about it after the session. Uh, yeah. You can discuss it in the session and you can kind of bounce off one another, which is also mm. really nice. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things I think is, is really important. Yeah, fantastic. And I would definitely say that you are one of the most kind of participative um, ACs that we have in the training and you've always never been afraid to ask questions, get involved. Also, one of the things, you know, never too many questions, never too many questions, but you've always been happy to ask questions, but also very happy to like give your feedback to other people when we've done role plays and things. You've always been very encouraging of the other guys and saying, oh, that's a great idea, you know. I'd love to do that. I hadn't even thought of putting that into my my role plays or what I would say to a candidate or a client. So I think that level of what I would add to that as well is what I've seen in you and you'd be very successful in those sessions and then in your performance generally is a level of humility as well um, yeah. and saying, oh, actually, that's a great idea, guys. Can I can I nick that? Can I borrow that? Can I use it? And it's that collaborative mindset and element of kind of humility and accountability that I think really helps people get the most out of the training and then and then go and apply on desk so you know well done for that well done to you um the other thing I wanted to ask you about today one of the kind of final topics we'll cover today is around um social events when you're an AC so we're obviously coming into the Christmas period there'll be team lunches and everyone gets quite festive got the Christmas party 
a very new experience for a lot of people not you know none of our ACs that we you know hired this year will have ever done uh, you know been to a, a, a recruitment Christmas party they can be a lot of fun they go on late into the night I know we have lots of fun at ours always and we've missed one last year so we're, we're looking forward to making up for it this year <laughs> the reason I ask you is because obviously because of your level of performance you've been on a couple of key incentives and things recently where it has been out for lunch out for dinner drinks that kind yeah. of thing and i know you were very honest and chatted to me before one of them which was our founders lunch which is lunch with sort of very senior people matthew eames our founder and said how do i play this danny yeah. what do you think <laughs> and, and i i love that again asking for help that level of humility and the fact that you really cared what what do you what would your advice be to people that are ACs that are coming into a period now where there is a bit more going out or socialising around striking the balance between getting involved and having a good time and letting your hair down a bit, but kind of remembering it's it's still work and that you know you might need to get up the next day and crack on with a, a full day's work and stuff. What what would your advice be? I mean, my advice probably not just my advice, you know, some things that I've heard from yourself, you know, Jamie, my manager would be, you know, remember that you're, you're a brand and yourself and you're representing that, you know, we all like to have fun and it's so important to enjoy, you know, the good times because you've worked so hard, but it's also remember that, you know, how you act is reflection um, and it's going to be reflected to the rest of the, the company, essentially. Um, and you want to have a, you know, a good, you know, you want to, you want to leave and the next day thinking, oh, you had an amazing time. You don't want to leave thinking to yourself, you're going to regret anything. It's not one of those nights yeah. out where you don't have to see any of those people again. You have to go into the office. <laughs> and see We've all had those nights out when you're like, I'm so glad I don't have to see any of those people again. Yeah, so you're absolutely me. right. That is not the case when you're at work. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think I've definitely learned it here. I always felt like I could handle, you know, my alcohol. I think that's a massive thing. But I think it's important to know your limit. Um, and I think it's important to know that everyone's different and you don't don't feel like you have to do everything because they're doing it. I think it's important yeah. to know and to be true to yourself. Uh, we're getting really deep here. But I do think <laughs> it's important to, uh, <laughs> I do think it's important to, you know, remember that, you know, you can handle what you can handle. and. Yeah. not think that just because you know you might get caught up in the moment because they're doing something that you feel like you should be able to you know drink that much because at the end of the day they can handle it they've been here before they've done it numerous times and especially at an AC level or junior level like myself I need to be cautious that I'm not having a bad um you know what's, what's the word I'm looking for you're not having a bad reaction or you're not um mm. even a bad taste because at the end of the day you know you want to you want to seem as you are here to have a good time but you also don't want to seem like you're just here to you know get really um crazy yeah. or out you know and yeah, what's um, the priority isn't it I've always said to everybody think about what yeah. you want to be known for at work um and it doesn't that doesn't mean you can't go out and have a good time and let your hair down and enjoy the incentives yeah. and the Christmas party and all of that but you know it's what, what do you want to be known for? And with you, it's always been, you know, hard work, focus, positive attitude, but you've managed to still, and, and work is a real priority of yours. It's very clear when we see you in the office and your performance speaks for itself, but you've also managed to build great relationships, go to the pub in the evenings, have a good time on incentives. It's just keeping the priorities in the right order, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think, I think, 
the best thing I could suggest is literally think of it like, you know, a social club and you're just, you know, you're having that interactions with people that potentially you wouldn't have interaction for and just to build your network within your internal company. Yeah. Um, look at it like, you know, you're you're sort of doing it as like a social event and you're not really there just to, you know, drink alcohol and et cetera. You're just more there to, you know, talk to people and socialize. I think that can, you know, be your main focus. And that's what I usually go in thinking. Um, and that sort of can, you know, help you with the distraction of, you know, getting caught up in everything else and allows yeah. you just to focus yourself and you know what I just want to have a good time speak to loads of people that potentially I wouldn't speak to make new friends um and that's to be honest how I've made some of the really close friends here at Eames is literally people are not in my own department but it's literally just speaking to people that I wouldn't really speak to and um you know just asking them what they do and I think it's just really interesting to find out all the type of different things to be fair but yeah fantastic great advice absolutely fantastic advice brilliant stuff well look yeah that was all my questions for today so thank you so much uh, you've shared some really exactly. great insights there and we've, we've covered quite a lot so thank you very much for coming on it's been a real pleasure all right thank you so much all right danny Take bye care. bye bye bye, -bye.